0: Welcome back to Pre Med Possibilities. This week I talked with Dr. Laura Gowan, a plastic surgeon in the Philadelphia area, about her experience as an undergraduate, um, her experience in medical school, residency, fellowship, and beyond, as well as being a woman in medicine.
1: I, well, obviously, I'm Laura Gowan, and I grew up right around here. I grew up in Havertown, and mm-hmm. I went to Haverford High School. After that, I went to Bucknell. I Mm -hmm. played lacrosse there for four years and, um, yeah, it was, it was great. I mean, it was very busy. I was a biology major at the same time. I didn't take any time off. I went right from college to med school. So it was definitely a busy four years, but I feel like being an athlete, even though, you know, to me it was just normal. I had been an athlete all my life and always played sports and, you know, I get home at eight or nine, and that's when I did my homework or study. So that yep. was just normal to me to not have a lot of free time. Yeah. but I do feel like people when I was applying to med school and even in residency and looking for jobs, people had an incredible respect for the fact that I was an athlete. Which I was like, oh, okay, but it was just normal because I always. Was. But um. And then I went to med school at Georgetown in Washington, D.C. And I graduated in 2008, and then I stayed there for residency. I did a six-year integrated plastic surgery program. You know, some people go Mm -hmm. through plastic surgery where they do five years of general surgery and then a three-year fellowship. But more and more programs now are just an integrated program. So mine was one year of general surgery and five years plastic surgery. I still yep. did some other specialties during the, you know, second and third year, but it was really, you know, plastic surgery was kind of the who was boss of me for that time, I guess you'd say. Right. And I then know. um after my six years, I did a one year fellowship at Mercy Hospital in Baltimore for mm-hmm. breast microsurgery and then um started practice. So um, a long time, but, um, very worth it. And yeah, now I moved back and live pretty close to where I grew up and I'm married and I have three kids and that's about mm-hmm. it. <laughs> that's,
0: that's great. So I guess my first question is what, so it sounds like going into college at Bucknell, you knew you wanted, you, it sounds like you wanted to be. A pre med major if you were uh, a bio yeah. was it like I'm not what was
1: really the sure. Yeah. I mean I always love I mean it I think seventh grade was the first grade we had, you know, life science or mm-hmm. biology and I absolutely loved it. I Yeah. My dad would drive me to school and he to drive me before he we went to work would I would always get there really early and I yep. had a really wonderful teacher so I'd actually go in early and do like little experiments and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um. So I always loved biology as opposed to other sciences. I was good at science and math and not yeah. that I didn't like English or history, but I was just very drawn to science.
0: Yeah. I used
1: to ride horses when I was younger. So I always thought I wanted to be a vet and take care of horses. Yeah. And then I'm not really sure when, if it was in high school or early on in college, it must've been later in high school. Cause I think my mom said to me, oh, well, maybe you should be a people doctor instead of animal yeah. doctor. And I was just like, oh, yeah, well, maybe that's a good idea. So I, it yeah. wasn't, somehow I just sort of went from wanting to be a vet to be a physician. And yeah. so I would say yes, by the time I was in college, I knew that's what I wanted to do, but I didn't particularly know what right. um, specialty I was interested in. So right. I always find you it have, very interesting when I mean, yeah. Yeah, and I, I sometimes will meet people who are in high school and they like, oh, I want to be a plastic surgeon. I'm like, gosh, how do you even know? I mean, yeah. <laughs> maybe you've seen it on TV or maybe right. you had an injury or a friend. You know, some people yeah. have had, you know, cleft lip or cleft palate, and obviously then they have a great understanding. But um, I realized not until I was in my third year of medical school that I had no idea what plastic surgery actually was. So, yeah. Um. So, yeah. There I go um
0: so how I guess how was it I know you just mentioned a little bit about like time management I know that that's something that I I really do I play uh squash at Amherst so I I really understand the like time management how important that is for athletes but how was it it sounds like you were able to maintain it but how was it going in did you have any initial struggles with any pre-med classes and balancing that and the
1: in that school or in in uh college In college, Um, I mean, I was, well, so I will say, you know, I went to public high school and I did well. I wasn't like the, you know, number one person in my class, but, Mm -hmm. and I worked hard, but school was, you know, I don't want to say it was, everything was easy, but I I always did well. And so I didn't have to, I went home, I did my homework, I studied, but I didn't, work my butt off and I did fine. Um, I, and then when I went to college, I, organic chemistry was my first semester and Uh I, you know, I went to class every day, you know, obviously I had practices and, you know, I did go out with my friends and whatnot. Um, And then I think I started studying for my first organic chemistry test like two or three days before. And I was like, okay, well, this is a long time because in high school, I just studied for one night before the test. And I remember starting studying, oh my (laughs) Lord, this is, I don't know what I was thinking. So I think I got a C on my first test, which was like the lowest score I'd ever gotten on anything I'd ever done in my whole life. And I just realized, I was like, wow, this is a whole nother level. So then I just realized I had to study the whole semester and not right. just for two days and right. I ended up doing well. So I think yeah. that was the only time. Luckily it just, I just didn't understand what, and I think that's pretty normal. You know, it's kind of like, you know, people say, Oh, college is going to be hard or med school is going to be hard. And you're like, yeah, 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 right. I know. Yeah. Okay. Okay. This is what people mean. So that was, right. Okay. This is making sense now. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a quick, you know, I think that was my first, but in college, you might only have a midterm and a final. So, um, you know, I really had to take it up a notch. So, but, um, anyway, it was a quick, it was quick learning. And I think that the rest of college, I did, well, again, I wasn't the very, very top of my class, but, you know, I studied in the time that I had after right. class and practice and all that. And it's funny, my roommates, when I, I still talk to them fairly often, and they'll talk about something yeah. like, well, who's that? Well, who's that? Well, who's that? They're like, oh, my God, you don't know anybody. And it's like, well, because I was, <laughs> I, was I had a lot going on. So, but, um, but, yeah, so. Overall was fine. I did go abroad my junior year for a semester. So that's that? where'd you go? I went abroad to London. It was wonderful. Um and my husband actually he we were dating in college and he was in he went to Loyola in Baltimore, but we both went abroad to London. So it was great cause we yeah. we were in different programs but we could travel together and right. um whatnot. One of my lacrosse teammates was my roommate there. So it was an amazing experience. I'm very glad I did it. I yeah. came back to have a new lacrosse coach, so that wasn't yep. the greatest thing. But anyway, right. it was very much worth it. Yeah. yeah. So, but it was very much worth it. Um, right. I Because of my sports, I had to take summer classes too. Yeah. And to take physics over the summer. Was the, the summer after know, what year? In. The summer after my freshman year, I yes. took physics, both semesters of physics at mm-hmm. Villanova. So that way my yeah. third year. But I think that's the thing is if you want to go into – if you know you want to go into medicine, I mean, unfortunately, you've got to kind of know that from the beginning and be able to plan. Yeah, because you have those check off your list. Yeah, there's so many people – Now that you know, they're automatically doing a fifth year, or they you know, maybe get a job and then decide they want to go and have to go back. So, you know, you're going to have to take time off, unless from the very start you kind of have an idea that you want to do that, just because there's so many classes to get in. Yeah, so how was it? I guess, did you notice a pretty
0: significant difference between going in the summer doing physics at Villanova where? You were home. Did you have a job that summer? What was your, what was kind of the difference between that and taking? Did I
1: have a job? I don't think I had a job. Well, well, I played summer lacrosse. I think I worked at a lacrosse camp at Villanova for a couple of weeks, but I didn't have like a, I was lucky that my parents didn't really make me get a job. And I didn't have a whole lot of time because I want to say class was from like, about, you know, nine to one or two, and some days we had okay. a lab. So it was it was since I did two semesters, right. and it was pretty intense. You know, I remember I had really enjoyed physics in high school, and I think everything I learned in physics in high school we covered in, like, a week. And I was like, oh, great. Yeah. <laughs> so that was like, awesome.
0: I mean, you went in and you were like, great, like, I like this. And then the week went by, and they're like, yeah. okay, now on to new stuff. And you were like, wait. Yeah, now – yeah, so
1: it was it was definitely – it was a lot of information, but, um, you know, again, I, I, I did fine and, uh, all I had to do was pass, (laughs) but I mean, I think I did better than pass, but it was, you know, it was a lot of work, but, um, got through it. Gotcha.
0: Okay. So
1: pre-med classes, lacrosse, all that time
0: management stuff was definitely very helpful for you. And then, so it's your, how did you start the process of looking into medical school? Cause you knew you had, you knew you were pre-med, sure. you knew you wanted to go to the next step. So what was that like for you?
1: Yeah. So I started looking, I was going back a long time. I got it. <laughs> so let's see, probably when I was, a, I, I want to say I probably had to start applying when I was a junior. I'm not exactly uh. sure. I remember I took my, I took my MCAT. I actually missed we the first year. My team got to the Patriot League playoffs. Oh, I missed the amazing. first day of the playoffs. Uh, oh yeah. because I was taking the MCAT. Right. And for me, you know, lacrosse is important, but yeah. And there maybe would have been some people that would have not done that. And my coach, yep. you know, like I told her far in advance, and it probably definitely affected playing and whatnot, but I was like, I'm not, you know, I'm not delaying my life to do this. I enjoy playing lacrosse. Yeah. So, like I said, you know, there's a lot of people that do, you know, or they'll redshirt or they'll do, you know, but for me, lacrosse was, it was a bonus that I got to play lacrosse. And, um, so, um, I I remember that was the day I took my MCATs, and then I believe that I got, you know, you get your scores. I I remember I was living at the shore that summer and was, like, going to this little tiny, you know, not everyone had Internet in their houses at that point, so I had to go to, like, the little, uh, like, Cape May Courthouse library (laughs) to check my email and uh, get my scores. And I remember doing my applications down there, so that would have been – the summer after my junior year that I started applying and I applied, you know, pretty much East coast schools. Um, I don't remember how many med schools I applied to. And I honestly, I don't remember how many I got into, but I was very lucky that I got into a number of schools. So I was choosing between you know, where to be. And at that point, right. you know, my husband was interested in going to law school. So we are kind of looking at, you know, if he, if we stayed in the Philadelphia area, he would go to Villanova and I would go to Jefferson. And if he we went to DC, yep. he went to Catholic. I ended up going to Georgetown. Um, right. You know, I applied like as far South as Wake Forest. Mm-hmm. And I don't believe I applied any further north until I think I applied to Penn Jefferson. I think I applied to some schools near Jersey. Yep. I'm not exactly sure, but, um, but yes, I ended up uh, picking Georgetown. So, but I honestly, you know, one of my, I had a couple good friends in my, you know, biology major that was were applying to schools, and I would say they probably got equally as good uh, MCAT scores and grades. And I seem to get into a significant number more of uh, schools. And I think it was because I was an athlete. I mean, I, you know, maybe had other things to do, but I think, especially now, there's a lot of people in my office that are, you know, medical assistants or whatnot, and they're applying to med school. And, you know, I don't really know all of their attributes, but it just seems like, you've really got to have a lot of stuff to that make you yeah. different. I mean, it's, like everything, part. it just gets right. tougher and tougher and tougher. So, <laughs> um, you know, it's just something different when everybody has the same grades and same board scores right. or MCAT scores and they've got a great personality and, you know, they're like, oh, this person played lacrosse. Like, oh, that's neat. Then we'll just – yeah. so any little thing can help. It doesn't necessarily – you know, I think that was one thing I wasn't like – highest score on the team or anything, but just the fact that I, you know, played four years of varsity lacrosse, they were like, you know, very impressed with, which was helpful. And I think
0: that I know from talking to like a few of my friends, and I think talking when I was doing my college applications, just indicating that you were on a sports team show for a long time shows you know your commitment to the team exactly being on a team yeah. for fires teamwork collaboration all that stuff which is yeah obviously yeah for going into a school which I think is always really interesting yeah. just for me when I think yeah. about you know I love if you love the sport and then it makes you kind of uh, you were able to do more things and you have kind of better time management skills like we talked about and stuff like that so that's definitely yeah. helpful yeah yeah for sure yeah so you ended up So I just want to go back. I, I realized I hadn't asked anyone this, but what was your experience with the MCATs like?
1: Um, I remember. Let's see. I took a course, you know, they had a course at Bucknell that you could do. And I feel like I, you know, I did the course. I studied with two of my friends, but I couldn't make a lot of, like, the little study groups and whatnot because right. of lacrosse. So, yep. like I said, I studied, you know, every extra minute I have. But I wasn't somebody that was going to, like, stay up till 3 in the morning. So, you know what I mean? I would, Brandon, yeah. say, oh, I'll you know, I I was generally pretty re- – I didn't understand how people would – I'm like, how can you function the next day? <laughs> but Yeah. So, I – and I remember taking the practice test and I feel like I would do worse and worse and worse every practice test I took. And I thought, Oh my Lord. Oh no! I, like, yeah. Oh my God. But then I got like my highest score and I think they do that on purpose. They make the practices a little harder, but I got my highest score that I had ever gotten on the MCAS. And there you go. Like the person that I studied with, I felt got I think got like one point higher. So we, it was good. We felt yeah. good. that We both like, you know, did well and were happy for each other and whatnot. So, um, but, uh, I just, you know, I remember studying a lot and I don't honestly remember too much about the test. Yeah. Um, probably just blocked it out of my mind. Yeah. (laughs) You got um, it over with you. You're like, okay, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I just took it once. I don't remember if that's a test that you can some it like the board exams, you can't take again if you pass. So I can't remember if the MCATs is one you can take again if you don't do as well. But I think it's only like twice a year, isn't it? So it's kind of hard to wait. But I only took it once, but it was fine, I guess I would say.
0: There you go. So once you, I guess, how are you feeling going into Georgetown medical school? Were you like nervous, excited, a little bit of both kind of what was going through your head? If you remember,
1: I was, I mean, I think I felt pretty good because I had gotten into several schools. So I figured, whereas I feel like if I would have gotten into like one school, I would have been a little bit more anxious, like, Oh gosh, well, but it was funny. I will so I will say, um, I'm not really one to kind of like uh talk myself up too much despite the fact this is a <laughs> I mean interview you, of me. But yes, I will I mean, so you've done I didn't, incredible. In <laughs> I haven't or I didn't get it I think I got waitlisted at two schools. But I didn't mm-hmm. get into Penn, I know that. And that was fine. And I got waitlisted at Penn State and waitlisted at Georgetown. And it was like, I got into UVA. I got into GW. I got into, I got into almost every Maryland. I got into almost every single place I applied except for Penn state, which was like my state school and, um, and Georgetown. And I was like, okay, well, you know, and I got a letter from Georgetown and it was like, you're waitlisted. You know, if you're very interested in going here, right. It's a letter. And it was like, I had gotten into GW. I got into UVA. So there's two schools that were close, you know, my husband went to school in DC, but um, yeah. I was like, eh, I'll just write him a letter. So I think that yeah. was it. They just wanted to like test how much you wanted to go there. So I wrote them yeah. a letter and was like, Oh, I really really want to go to Georgetown. Yeah. And then I got in. It, it wasn't, but so I'm not sure if I, I think I was regardless feeling fine, but yeah. despite the fact that I didn't get in the first time, I graduated first in my class, and I was like, gee, people, that's incredible. (laughs) But, um, but I honestly think, oh, thanks. I honestly think the reason why is because I didn't know what to do with myself other than study. In college and high school, I got up, I went to school all day in class, and then I went to my practice, Um, ate dinner, got home late, and I studied with the time I had. But in med yep. school, you know, again, I always went to class, but the yep. class day was usually a little shorter unless we had anatomy lab or something. And then I had nothing. Like, I would work out each yeah. dinner, and then I just was, had What is this hours. thing called free time?
0: Yeah, and that? it
1: was – I had more free time, yeah. and I used all that time to study. I just did it. I mean, it was – med school is definitely, obviously, harder. But yeah. I think that I – studied way more in med school than i did ever before in my life and yeah. so i did incredibly well and i you know who knows maybe i would have done better in college i mean not that i i did fine i did obviously well enough to get in school but i'm like oh gosh what could i have done and <laughs> maybe i could have gone right. to like an ivy League or something if I study more. Right. but um anyway so i think that's one thing is you you know, you never know why schools are picking people over each other. And, you know, I think everybody that gets into med school is intelligent enough to do very well. And, right. um, you know, a lot of it is just kind of working hard and, and yep. whatnot. Yeah. So. There
0: you go. So what was, if you could was there any class that you took in medical school that you were you know like this is amazing i like that really got you excited like one that was your favorite or were they all
1: you know um i mean obviously anatomy i loved anatomy i mean that's what kind of got me interested in medicine is when i was in 7th grade and we you know dissected things i thought that was so cool and yeah. so i loved anatomy lab it was fun I mm-hmm. had great. Was that human or was that animal? Great... That dissecting.
0: So, So, oh, like, in med school? In anatomy, I'm assuming it's humans.
1: Uh, yes, it's humans. Yes. So, okay. and that was, you know, you start that off. And most schools, I don't know, you know, if it'll be different now with COVID, but most schools, you know, anatomy is one of the classes you take your first semester because like, it really makes you feel like you're in med school. So, yeah. Um, that so was great. Right, let's you know, it was let's fun. get into it. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, you have a little lab group, so you kind of have some instant friends and yeah. um uh you know that, that was really wonderful. I loved pharmacology. I thought that, that mm-hmm. was it's just so, you know, pharmacology, physiology, you know, understanding how the body works. I mean, it's really quite phenomenal um and how much we've been able to Understand about how the body you know and how what people understood when they understood it and how things mm-hmm. have changed, and you know every week there's new things and new things we know, and um you know some of the things you guys will learn now in med school uh we had no idea about, and it's not like I was in med school all that long ago, so right um but yeah, okay. so you know, those classes were really interesting to me. Yeah. And so just getting,
0: having all of that free time and just realizing that, you know, you have so much more time to study and just kind of hunker down for those classes was really helpful, it sounds like to you.
1: Yeah, it it was. And I probably could have studied a little less and still did well, but obviously it paid off. And I'm the kind yeah. of person that, I don't want to, like, regret not having worked my hardest. Right. But one thing I will say about, like, med school versus college, you know, there's competitive people everywhere, but maybe I just didn't surround myself with them, but something I encountered in med school that I really hadn't too much before then in high school or college was overly competitive people to the point that they're, like, negative. I just had never Mm – met people like that and people would come over and, you know, try to impress you with what they knew and I'd think, oh gosh, well, I'm not studying that. Well, I don't know that. Well, how do I don't? Yeah. And I'd be like, oh my gosh, I'm just like never going to know any of this and then they would put right. the scores up, you know, like put your scores up and everybody would have a number to so define yeah. your grade and then I would get like the highest or almost the highest grade and I'm like, all these people are making me so nervous and they're yeah. not even so but I know what I know what I'm people... doing. Like this, yeah. Like you can't let other people. Yeah. 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 I think that's the thing. Is you just, just can't let other that. people psych you out. There's a thousand books to read. There's a thousand ways to learn things, and you just have to kind of figure out what works for you and go with it because I actually never studied in the med school library, all of med school, because it yeah. would just like make me too anxious because yeah. you know, you're there and everyone it's very small and you know right. everyone in your class and you're like, Oh, well, you know, Alexa's staying there tonight and I'm going home yeah. and well this person yeah. was there before she I got to like dinner and breakfast for tomorrow. Like she's she's having yes. something bad. She's gonna be here all night. Yeah going
0: home. Oh gosh. Yeah, yeah.
1: I would like go to the undergrad library, or I found this tiny little like science library. I would go with my yeah. husband to the law library sometimes, just yeah. to like do my own thing because yeah. I, it was too. Even one or even one of my really good friends, I couldn't study with her because she just made me anxious about like we did things differently. Like, well, I, I can't like study all that right now.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's so because so. I think that's that's even similar to how I am, even in college classes, the way that people study is different. And so, yeah, being in those big groups where people are going about things that makes it harder for me to understand and then make yes. me even more nervous. Yes,
1: yeah. And interesting, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I think that's and then I would end up always doing fine. And I, I was like, why am I? You know, towards the end as you get further and further, I just realized like I was going to continue doing well. What I was doing was working. Right. Stick with that. Yeah.
0: It de- I mean, it definitely worked for you being number 1 in your class. That's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> that must but, have felt um, so that must have felt so good.
1: Well, it did, but it's funny. I never I like I said I never I don't think I ever told anybody that until, well, I don't think I ever told anybody that. And every once in a while I will tell people Now, like, when I'm telling them a story, like, listen, I got waitlisted and I ended up, you know, doing really well. But um, I don't think anyone would have guessed that until, like, there's a – at the end of med school, there's, like, a you know, they have kind of, like, an award ceremony. And I got the award that was that. And I think people were like, what? (laughs) Because I wasn't – people just didn't expect that I was going to be that person based on my – personality or whatever. not right. sure, but. Hey. Anyway. Got it though. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> so how was, how was matching for you
0: in terms of um,
1: matching was good. So <clears throat> I thought that after my first year of med school, I actually did research one of the girls that I played lacrosse with in college. She was actually my recruit when she was a freshman. Her Mm -hmm. father was an endocrinologist at one of the uh, MedStar hospitals, which is part of the group that Georgetown is in. And I called him during my first year and I said, um, hey, Dr. Berman, or I emailed him and said, "I'm, I'm looking for, you know, an internship or something this summer uh do you know of anybody I could contact? And he was like, Oh, you can work for me. So I did research in thyroid cancer because that's what his specialty was. And yep. um so and I had I think I knew at that point when I started med school I was interested in doing surgery. Well actually I forgot after my third and fourth year of college mm-hmm. I worked in an emergency room at the Jersey Shore. And I absolutely yeah. loved it. It was so yeah. much fun. So I thought yeah. I wanted to do either some type of surgery or ER. And then right. I did this research in thyroid cancer and I thought, "Oh, well maybe I will look into doing ENT because yeah. I, you know, really enjoyed uh, you know, I didn't I decided I didn't really want to operate on the bowel. I don't know why, but yeah. I kind of thought that was gross don't tell your dad (laughs) Um, I was about to say I'll keep that very quiet oh my god um so I yeah I decided I didn't want to do general surgery I thought maybe I'd do ENT and um I had I forget your original question now but (laughs) I um so you had like
0: you had these experiences in the ER you had kind of an idea of oh, yeah, yeah. wanting to do so ENT
1: what i want, yeah so um i was um you know thinking i was going to do ER or ENT mm-hmm. or i thought ER and then maybe surgery and then ENT and i didn't have my surgery rotations until the very end of third year which was yeah. unfortunate. I wanted to have it a little bit earlier. So right. I did plastic surgery as my first um, surgical subspecialty, and I mm-hmm. absolutely loved it. Something yeah. had happened, like one of the residents, and I should have known this is, You know, hindsight, one of the <laughs> residents had actually temporarily quit. One of the residents was on vacation, and it was me yeah. and another medical student and, like, two residents. To cover all the plastic surgery cases, so they like treated me like I was a resident <laughs> for better or for worse. Like they yelled at me, yeah. like, go get this and come do this. But yeah, I do not cut yeah. off, and I just loved it. I had never, you know, I saw free flap where they we took a fibula and reconstructed the mandible for a um, like a oral squamous cell cancer, and I was just like, oh my god. I didn't even know this kind of stuff existed. I mean, you just, I had no clue. And, yeah. you know, the guy, like most plastic surgeons are, you know, have quite a big personality. So right. they were fun. They seemed to like it. And um, so at that point, I was like, oh my gosh, I want to do plastic surgery. But yeah. I had already set up away rotations in ENT because. Uh, even though I hadn't done it yet, that you, you have to, like, set that stuff up in advance. Right. So I was like, oh, shoot, this is not good. Luckily, yeah, I, I had was, good like, enough. I just
0: fell in love with this, and then I have to go do something else.
1: Yeah, Yes, and it was at the very end of the year. I hadn't done any research in plastic surgery. Luckily, I had good enough grades and board scores, and so I just decided to apply for plastic surgery. And yeah. the people at Georgetown really liked me. I did Mm -hmm. two away rotations. I did one at Penn and one at NYU. And I really liked those programs as well. But both of them were three years of general surgery, three years of plastic surgery. And I just didn't want to do the general surgery portion. I was like, what is the point of me doing three years of general surgery if I'm not going to do that? So, yeah. So I, and maybe that's out of laziness, but I had a feeling that George, and I interviewed all, I applied to almost every single plastic surgery program. Now, there's probably more programs now than there were at that point, but I applied to almost every single one. I got a lot of interviews almost. Yeah. I would say almost everywhere I applied. For some reason, I didn't get interviewed at Northwestern, but I wasn't going to go that far. Anymore, yeah. But I got interviews all over, and like at Harvard and. Yale and and, yeah. and UT Southwestern it literally I I think I went to like 15 interviews it was insane and yeah. I went to all these places and then I ended up ranking Georgetown first you know after yeah. literally flying all the country I went to right I went to California twice I went I went all over the place oh, to the wow. Midwest and I go to these interviews at like Wash you or Missouri and they were like, Why yeah. do you want to come to the Midwest? And I'm like, um Well, I just apply plastic here because I really want to get into plastic surgery. So anyway, it was great. I had a wonderful it was so nice to, you know, meet all of these quote unquote celebrity plastic surgeons. Right. You know, plastic surgery is a pretty small field. So I, you know, got to meet these people and um meet a lot of other um resident you know med students that were applying and I still know a lot of them and see them you know at conferences and whatnot that I was interviewing with so um but anyway I and I had a feeling that I I pretty much knew that if I ranked Georgetown first they were going to keep me there so right. um I did that and ended up matching at Georgetown so it was a little bit anticlimactic for me which was, mm-hmm. at, for, I was like, oh, I kind of, I, I thought about it. And I was like, oh, I, you know, if I had, I think I ranked Stanford number two. And that would have been a big yeah. change. You know, ranking like right. D.C. where I had been for four years versus, um you know, California. I California, don't even know. Yeah. But it's funny. I think the only reason I ranked it number two is because I was pretty sure if I ranked Georgetown number one. You know. Yeah. And then I think I'm I ranked 10. Number, yeah. So... But um but yeah, it was a good experience. I you know, I'm lucky that I kind of got what I wanted and um you know, I had a good experience residency is definitely tough. Um yeah. but uh Was there anything specifically it, about know, it
0: that you remember struggling with?
1: Um I think you know, plastic surgery wasn't and still is not exactly the most female Friendly uh, specialty, um, mm-hmm. despite the fact that I think that female patients really do appreciate having a female surgeon.
0: Yeah, I
1: do um, think that it was. You know, there were definitely issues with the fact there was only three women in my program. Uh, wow, the whole time I was there, out of eighteen. Mm-hmm. And my year, we actually had two women. I had a female co-resident, and that, like, had never happened before. Yeah. You no, know, everyone was like, what happened? How did this happen? Right. But um, so, you know, it was good. I think residency is tough for everybody. Um yeah. But there was definitely... Things I think that would have been a little different if I wasn't a female, but I, uh, I think that in the field of plastic surgery, I think for me at this point, it is very beneficial. So, you know, and I think the other thing was I did not have a female mentor pretty much at all. I pretty much at all through my whole you know, deciding what career to pursue and what kind of job to look for. And I do think that's the one thing that I would recommend to, well, everybody should, you know, have some sort of mentor that they feel they can relate to. But I do think, not that you can't have a male mentor, but I do think that having a female mentor that seems to have a lifestyle that you might like to have, yeah. Um, to talk to them about, but it's difficult. You know, what are you going to do when you're a med student? Ask one of the, one of the attendings, like, how much vacation do you get? How many kids do you have? How old are you right. ha- when you had these, you know, it's, it's yeah, difficult give us, give me, to ask yeah. some of those questions that you're interested right. in. But also at that point, I wasn't even thinking about it. Like it didn't even yeah. cross my mind when I was in med school that I should choose a profession or actually think about what my family life might be like in the future. It was just like I was so used to working hard and showing everybody that I worked hard and never asking for to go home early or to eat lunch or to get a drink or go to the bathroom or to have a day off that I would never ask someone about like the, you know, What their kind of lifestyle outside of personal, yeah, the personal aspect of them, so yeah, so it's very tough. Um, and I'd say, even as a resident, you know, we had one or two female attendings that kind of came into the picture in my later years of residency, but um, you know, it's academic, there's it's interesting, there's actually now. Some of the – or the Plastic Surgery Journal has been putting out some articles about women in plastic surgery and women in academic plastic surgery or women as chairman. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of like, all right, well, what are we going to do with this information? Like, it proves yeah. that there's a significant difference in um, – yeah. but I don't know. I mean, so I think that's the only thing. Like, I, you know, I love the guys I did my residency with and my attendings, but it's definitely – I would say it's definitely was a little different. I think it is getting better. Like at least George- yeah. and Georgetown for some reason had, well, I know the reason, but uh, had a reputation for not being very female friendly. But I was kind of mm-hmm. like, well, you know, I was a med student here and I know them and they, they love me and I love yeah. them and it's going to be great. And yeah, then I was like, oh, this is what you mean. Cause oh, I, okay. I think, there was other programs that, um, you know, had the reputation of being more, you know, family friendly or female Mm friendly, you know, in whatever way you can say. But, um, but yeah, it wasn't even anything that I was thinking of when I was in med school. And that's the only thing that I would think like, it's okay to think about that stuff because it's incredibly important. And I was sort of thought that thinking of that, was, like, a sign of weakness that I, like, wanted to have fun in life, whereas it's right. actually quite important, right. <laughs> obviously. You can be
0: you can be a surgeon, you can be a doctor, but there's also always going to be that whole other part of your life that you also want to be thinking there, about at the same time.
1: There is, and the thing is, if you're not happy, you know, it's really hard to be happy, And or I would assume, I'm lucky that I am very happy in my personal life, but um, yeah. I you know, know of people who go through difficult things in their personal life. And I'm like, oh my God, you know, I, you know, stress about patients or this or work or being on call. And I just, I could not even imagine if I had a tumultuous personal life because it would be, so I think that, you know, it's really important to make it, it's going to be hard. If you want to be a physician, it's going to be a lot of time. You're going to be yeah. very invested in so it. It's not a profession you can have part-time. I mean, maybe you can, but I, you know, even on my days off, I'm calling patients or getting calls or, and I want right. to hear from my patients. I don't want someone yeah. else to have to take care of them, but, right. um, you know, trying to find a career or, or, you know, what you're choosing and just, it's okay to like, Think about your life as well at the same time. <laughs> yeah,
0: definitely. So as a woman, how was your, he you said you had three kids. How was it, mm-hmm. I guess, in terms of having children and starting a family, what was that like for you as a woman? So had you already finished in your residency, like your program, or were you still in it? Like what was, what was happening?
1: Yeah, so I was actually a chief resident, and I had, well, at the time I thought it was going to be unfortunate, but now I'm like, thank God I had twins my, my, uh, chief year of residency. So, um, and I was, when I started residency, I remember thinking like, Oh, I'm not going to have kids during residency. Like I wouldn't do that to my co-residents. That would not be fair. And I remember when I was an intern, there was a chief resident who was a male and his Mm -hmm. Uh, wife was an ER physician and yep. he was like, I just want to tell you guys when you, and he had just had a kid and it was his yeah. chief, chief year. He's like, I just want to tell you guys, you know, you're going to think that there's no time to have a child, uh, when you're a resident. And I'm thinking, yeah, of course there's not a time to have a child. Yeah. <laughs> I am. not yeah, You're like, and no you Okay. Yeah. And then, um, He's like, but honestly, when you're a resident is the only time that you will have somebody that can a hundred percent cover for you. You know, when you're in on your own, in your practice, like you're not going to have, you will have somebody to cover for you, but your patients, right. like never. So, yeah. um, so I forgot about that for several years. Yeah. And then actually I think what made me feel more comfortable was my co-resident who is a very strong woman and mm-hmm. you know I think we both helped each other a lot through residency I think that was really beneficial to have another female um there was a female that was 2 years older than us and then mm-hmm. at, just kind of as she was graduating another female uh we matched so there was always at least 3 of us in the program right um but um uh so my co-resident actually got pregnant and had a baby our fifth year residency and she went she's a tougher person than I am she went and told our chairman that she was pregnant and he's like all right so how long are you thinking of taking off like two weeks and she was like um six weeks (laughs) and he was like oh all right well we'll see what we can work out but you know, we figured it out and worked it out and, um, you know, had to like figure out from ACGME if we took, if you took six weeks off, could you still graduate on time? And you could, right. and that made us realize that, you know, I think residents are afforded like four weeks of vacation every year, but our program only gave us three weeks of vacation every year. So in effect, but we're like, thank you very much residency. Yeah. But um anyway, so, we were, or she was able to do that and take six weeks off, and then I had my kids my chief year. So she had already kind of like tested the water. She had gone through and, it. Um, she had gone through, and actually, several years prior, maybe like six years prior or something like that, there was one female resident who had like three kids during residency. And right. everybody like she actually is a she was one of our attendings at like affiliate institutions, and yeah. everybody still talked about it like oh, Mary Ella Carter. She had three kids, during you know, it's everybody still talked about it, and it's like yeah, she, she still finished residency. She still, did, you know what I mean. But it was like, you know, clearly not looked as something that was good. Yeah. Um, but um anyway, she's a very successful plastic surgeon and doing fine. And, um, but anyway, it was a little, it wasn't so bad for me because I, um, you know, my co-resident, uh, kind of broke the seal, I guess, if you will. And I had my twins midway through my chief year and I did my like kind of hardest, rotation first and then the mm-hmm. I was at the VA hospital I kind of timed my rotations based upon what would work. so I was at the VA hospital yeah. and it was kind of around Christmas time so mm-hmm. and one of my attendings there was a the the other female resident who had just graduated from Georgetown who's one of my good friends so yeah it was like a safe space <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, it, was a, it was a nice place to be it was yeah so I really lucked out um, and yeah. then my third kid, I had my first year of practice and I mm-hmm. took three weeks off and that was, yeah. It. Yeah. um, what so, was like, but, so that
0: was like, it sounds like that was the biggest difference was just the time off and kind of when you are a resident, you had that, there's definitely going to be someone who will cover you. So when you had yeah. your third child, your first year of, um, practice, did you, were you like, were you thinking about, okay, I need to figure out like ways to plan around this or like, what was, how it was
1: it I mean, I think that, well, it was funny when I found out I, or I got pregnant when I was a fellow and I no. told the guy I was doing my fellowship with and he just looked at me. He's like, did you mean for that to happen? I was <laughs> like, well, I understand how things work. And so I guess like, I, 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 I know, that. I think I know what I'm doing here. Thank you. <laughs> But I think what I what somebody else told me, or I realized myself that, um and not to sound too negative, because I don't want to sound too negative, but no. you, again, yeah. on the same line, like, you have to, there's never going to be a good time. It's not a good time yeah. to have a, a kid when you're in med school. It's not a good time to have a kid when you're in residency. It's not a good time to have a kid when you're in practice. It is never yeah. going to be a good time. So you just have to figure out what works best for you. You don't want to have kids when you're, you might have to have kids when you're 40 years old, but like it's probably better if you have kids earlier. So you don't have a hard time because that is very stressful too. And so, um, you know, it's just, it's never going to be ideal. And I think about now, you know, you know, maybe it's not great to have a kid your first year of practice, but, if I had a kid now, I'd be like, Oh my God, I'm so busy, I don't know how yeah. I could do that. So right. like I said, there's just not a good time. But um I since I was in my first year of practice, I was not nearly as busy. Okay. Um the only thing that was hard is I was in my board collection period, but so I had to be collecting cases. They you know, you have to have a certain number of cases by a certain time to be able to sit for your board. But I only took three weeks off. So I don't think that it had, you know, luckily. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So, and that was very hard. Um, It was a very hard time at home because I had twins that were um, just turning two and I had a newborn and, you know, my husband works full time. So that was, I, I, when I my third one was born I thought, oh my God, what did we do? How are we gonna survive yeah. this? But Oh my um, god. Yeah. You know, it all worked out and so it's just tough. It's you know. Yeah. But that's amazing. Yeah, this is this
0: has been so helpful for me. This was such Good. a great conversation. I'm trying to think if there are any other questions I have you because I think that was something, this like the last little part that we talked about, just about yeah ha- having a family and thinking about that whole other aspect of your life is something that I think I hadn't even really th- thought about that much until
1: yeah, and that's about. normal. And now, it's normal. Yeah, and I I'm, didn't I'm, think I'm, about it either because you're right. just like yeah, yeah, it's gonna you know right, right. It's it'll it'll forever. It'll, it'll, it'll
0: happen sometimes, but like you have to, you want to be a doctor and you want to go that way in life there's stuff you have to think about on top of that so I'm yeah thank you so much for talking yeah. about it that was
1: really and helpful for the, me. yeah no and I would say there's definitely you know not that you should choose a profession based upon what sort of uh you know personal life it'll give you but just to like include that you know ask people you know when you're a med student ask people or you know ask the residents like when you're doing seizure yeah. rotation, like What's your life like, you know, what's your trip like and what is your, you know, and what, you know, try to find people who you think are, will kind of give you an honest answer and not judge you because it's really important to find out what things are like and nothing is going to be easy. And I think every specialty, you know, the grass is always greener, but um you know, I literally didn't think about it at all. I absolutely love what I do and nobody pushed me here. You know, nobody suggested I do this. Nobody told, you know, I take every single step of my life. Um, but, um, I, you know, I, again, I don't know that I would have chosen anything different. I think being a plastic surgeon is easier than being a cardiac surgeon or a transplant surgeon or a general surgeon. But, um, so I think that for being a surgeon, I think my lifestyle is, is you know, as good as it could be, but, yeah. um, you know, for other people, they may not, they may not, uh, you know, enjoy this. So,
0: right. It's, it's kind of dependent on the person and what they kind of want, yeah. with what they're yeah. going to do. Right. Yeah. I guess my last question, I, it's hard to sum up, you know, an hour long conversation, but if there's one piece of advice I guess that you could give yourself like let's say you are talking to yourself as you go into your freshman year at Bucknell. Kind of is there one thing that you wish you had known at that point in your life? And if so, what
1: is it? Huh, going to my freshman year at Bucknell? Um, I think I would say I. Uh... I don't know, but I guess if, yeah. If there's nothing, what I would don't say worry. is, like, to not stress, maybe, like, have a little more fun. Like, I had fun. It's funny. I'll look back at my pictures. I'm like, oh, I guess I did go out a lot. But, like, yeah. I probably could have, like, been a little bit less uh, uptight about things. But that's kind of how I am in life. So I don't know that I would have been able to do that. Yeah. But um I guess like there's always something else. Like I would I kind of thought and I don't even think this is answering your question, but I always thought it's like, Oh well, you know, I get a good good score on my SATs and I get in a good college and then it's fine. And then you're like, Oh well I have to just get a get a good score on my MCATs and Then I'm gonna, you know, get into med school, and then I'm fine. I don't have to worry. Right. And then it's like, oh well, I just have to get a good board score, and I just have to get a good residency. Well, I just have to get a fellowship, and then I have to get a good job, and I have to get patients, and not to be, you know, like there's always gonna be something next, and so you know, you're you think you're gonna, you're always trying to like, yeah, I mean that's how humans are designed. We're always trying to do more and more and more and more, but, you know, kind of just sit back and, you know, enjoy the time. Like
0: uh,
1: college is fun. Med school is fun. Residency, despite, you know, how difficult it could be. I have, you know, some of the closest friends, Um, you know, it's just to kind of sit back and enjoy the moment a little bit. And you're going to get to that next step. Um, it's going to go fast and slow at the same time. But yeah. That so, was great. I don't really that. Was, that, a...
0: that was, that was great. Like, that was perfect. <laughs> um, Dr. Laura Gown, thank you so much for um yeah. agreeing to talk with me today. This has been, this has been amazing for no me. No
1: problem. I know I talk a lot, so. No, this was,
0: <laughs> this was, trust me, like this is exactly what I know I want to hear. And I'm sure this is what so many students want to hear. Is just kind of what, what's it like, you know, and all of those little steps and all those little things that you've gone through. is so helpful to all of us. So thank you so much.
1: Yeah, no problem. Well, if you ever have any questions or anything, you're always welcome to reach out, Um, you know, questions you may not want to, People think you're a slacker for asking, you can ask right. (laughs) I (laughs) I won't judge. Thank you. You're very welcome. Thanks, you too. Take care. Take care. Bye. Bye.